my friend. So great to have you back here on Dr. Me First. Today, you are getting a solo cast with the hostess with the mostest, Dr. Freaking Aaron Wiseman. That's right. I'm a family medicine physician. I'm a life coach. I'm the mother of dragons, and I'm an all-around badass who is helping others claim the badassery within them. And today in the solo cast, I specifically recorded it for all the executives, all the administrators, all the bosses in the world. I want to talk directly to you because I am seeing some crazy trends in burnout right now. So if you're not one of those people, but you work for one of those people, I would love for you to share this episode. It's a little spicy, so warn them ahead of time, but I think they could get a lot out of it. Okay, but before we do that, here's a word on this week's sponsor. It's us at Physician Coaching Alliance. If you are interested in learning the straight story about coaching from other physician coaches, or you have questions about coach training but unsure where to start, I want to encourage you to join us at our Coaching 101 course that Physician Coaching Alliance is putting on. Because we get questions all the time like, should I get certified? What about malpractice insurance with being a doctor and a coach? Or maybe you're confused about how to navigate the coaching space, whether you should spend thousands of dollars to get trained or you're fearful that maybe you're making the wrong decision. Well, guess what? All of those questions are going to be answered in the Coaching 101 course put on by Physician Coaching Alliance, which is me, the HBIC, head badass in charge, and five other wonderful physician coaches. So come join us at the Coaching 101 course August 16th through 19th. Of course, you can see me on the replays. Ask all of your questions, get all of your concerns addressed, and then come join us as a physician coach. If you have a boss who would be willing to listen, start them right here. Send them to timestamp whatever this is to tell them to start listening. Okay, here goes. Greetings, leader of people. I have something really important to share with you today. But before I start, I need you to know that we aren't going to talk about whether or not your people are burnt out, because they are. If they weren't already burnt out before the disease that shall not be named, they are now after it. So let's get rid of the fallacy of thinking that your people are doing okay, because they're not. Instead, I would like to give you some signs that you're probably missing. You have a workforce of walking wounded, and after you read this, you can no longer ignore them, okay? They need you to see them, to hear them, and acknowledge them. And you have a choice to either step up into the leader that you can be or step aside and let someone else help them. All right, I'm going to share with you about four different groups that I'm encountering a lot these days. So group one. They are the, but they used to be happy or excited or motivated or involved people. Group one are the folks that have lost their mojo and are likely leaving your company soon. The fresh energy and enthusiasm that they brought has been chipped away and the burnout is settling in. You likely are watching someone wither in front of you as their sense of purpose is fading. Because these are my D people, the Ds of burnout. They're discouraged, disconnected, disengaged, and they don't give a damn. They've become discouraged because their purpose is no longer living out in their work. So they disengage and disconnect to save themselves to the point that they no longer give a damn because the thing that they cared so deeply about has now been trounced and it hurts them way too much to even think about. But here's what you can do. One, provide a safe space. 
to understand what is really important to them and the obstacles that are keeping them from doing that type of work that really emboldens them. And three, help reconnect them with their meaning. And yes, this could mean less time working. Next, group two. They are so productive. Group two are throwing themselves into their work. They are the classic workaholics who use work as their drug, just as an alcoholic uses booze to escape, hide, and or, quote, improve their situation. Our work can actually give us a dopamine kick that in the moment feels great, but turns us into crazy dopamine-seeking fools. Group two folks don't have any hobbies, nor remember how to have fun and play. They have come to believe that their work is what makes them happy. And so who would they be without it? What you can do to help these people is, one, help them realign that their worth does not come from their work. Two, that their job is just a job and encourage them to use all of their days off and to figure out what fun is to them. And number three, stop basing employee worth on productivity. It's a carrot no one will ever catch if it's the measure of making them good enough. Next is group three, outspoken at every meeting. These are the folks in group three who get labeled as disruptive, but really most of them in their heart of hearts just want to make change because they are so burnt out, something has to happen or change, and they will fight to the death for it. They can come across as bullying or aggressive, but really they just so badly want to improve their lives and improve your work environment. It's the category that I like to call the F's of burnout. So fear, frustration, fuck off, and flight. This spectrum of emotion happens so often to those who can be your greatest ally. Group three folks can only take in so long before they're going to hand in their resignation notice soon. So start noticing the F's. And here's what you can do for group three people. Hear them out and help them de-escalate through these big emotions. Two, walk your talk. Don't promise things and never follow through. This is only adding fuel to the fire for these individuals. And three, encourage them to get help for themselves first so that they can be effective change makers because these are the people who will change the culture of your organization. And finally, number four, the silent but deadly group. Group four are the scariest folks. These are the people who are suffering in silence. They come to work, deliver, and go home. They may have been in group one, two, or three at some point in the past, but now are in a place that they are so crispy with burnout and they feel so stuck that they're no longer trying. About 20% of my clients who come to me have suicidal ideation. Some feel that their work situation is so hard and that they are so trapped that death is the only way out. And I am being extremely serious about this. It's also a place that I see rising for so many folks. And group four people have my total and utter attention. So here's what you can do if you see this within your employees. One, if you recognize someone who is silent or has had a change in demeanor, reach out and ask them honestly, how are you? How are you under the white coat? Then two, shut up and listen without judgment or fixing. Just be there. Three, if this person feels safe around you, they may open up and tell you how they really are. But honestly, they probably won't. So number four is offer a safe space. And this may not mean with you. Hopefully you have peer support or a coach that you can connect them with. And if not, then get them in touch with me. But find them a safe space that they can talk about how they're feeling. 
Number five, next, ensure this person has a network of individuals, support, tools, and resources that can help them take positive action whenever they're feeling hopeless. And number six, last, and most importantly, follow up and stay connected. Actions speak louder than words, so go the extra mile and check in with them. You don't have to be invasive. You just have to ask how they are doing and how things are going with who the people you've got them in touch with. So in conclusion to this, my boss friend, do better by your people. Notice them. Help them name what is happening to them. Normalize that they are not alone and are not the only ones who feel like that. And actually offer solutions to them. Coaching, time off, resources, peer support. There's a lot of things that you can do and that you don't have to do individually. You can outsource this. And it's so important that you do because your most important resource aren't your fancy buildings, your latest technology, or your good cafeteria. It's the people who are walking the halls every single day. They need you more than ever, so don't let them down. If you yourself are feeling overwhelmed, stuck, and drowning, I got your back here too. So let me know how I can help. Hey, are you tired of going at it alone? Well, friend, you don't have to anymore. Come sit with me. I want you to know that it's okay if you need to take a break. It's okay if you need to talk about some real crappy things. It's okay. You're not the first to feel like this, and you don't have to stick it out and be miserable. There is a way out, and there's a whole movement of fierce females in your corner. If you want to come sit with me and be in my community, you will not see me in Facebook groups. I freaking hate Facebook with a deep and fiery passion. (laughs) But what you can do is come over to Aaron Wiseman's Badass Collective on Slack. Because guess what? Once a badass, always a badass. And this isn't anything that's paid. It's not anything that I'm like throwing huge promos at you. It is simply a community where I am trying to get people together in the same space so that we can have these kind of conversations safely and in a protected manner that you feel so loved on. It's the whole purpose. So click in the show notes, get over to the Slack group. We do have some community rules. But, you know, that's just how it goes. But I would love to see you in there. I am in there almost every single day having real conversations, posting crazy pictures of my kids and gifts, all that good stuff. And I want you in there, too. So come on over. Come sit with me. Thanks for joining me today on this solo cast. Before we head out, I just have to give mad props to our sponsor today. It's us at Physician Coaching Alliance. If you are interested in learning the straight story about coaching from other physician coaches, or you have questions about coach training but unsure where to start, I want to encourage you to join us at our Coaching 101 course that Physician Coaching Alliance is putting on. Because we get questions all the time like, should I get certified? What about malpractice insurance with being a doctor and a coach? Or maybe you're confused about how to navigate the coaching space, whether you should spend thousands of dollars to get trained or you're fearful that maybe you're making the wrong 
decision? Well, guess what? All of those questions are going to be answered in the Coaching 101 course put on by Physician Coaching Alliance, which is me, the HBIC, head badass in charge, and five other wonderful physician coaches. You can join us August 16th through 19th. Everything is going to be recorded. So if you're going to be in the office, in the OR, in the ER, in the hospital, it doesn't matter. Just get signed up on the list and we will make sure to send you the replays so that you can watch them in your spare time. But we really want to share our perspective on coaching and that, hey, guess what? It doesn't have to be difficult. This is an amazing place. I'm so excited whenever I can get other physicians into the coaching space because why wouldn't I want to be? I have the best job in the world and I want to share that with so many others. So come join us at the Coaching 101 course, August 16th through 19th. Of course, you can see me on the replays, ask all of your questions, get all of your concerns addressed, and then come join us as a physician coach. Don't forget, my friends, everybody who's out there listening, just a reminder, your life, your calling. Your pulse matters. See ya. Heavy lips. Sure.